Hey guys! Welcome back! Welcome back to another Powercast! Powercast! Power it's been a while. We're yes. out of sync. Holy shit. You are out of sync. I did just fine. We haven't recorded one of these in a while. It's the PTG Powercast. That's right. See, I'm all fucked up. Now you're listening with power! That's right. There. I got in my two cents. And, Paul's and I let you. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> That's all you can add. <laughs> all right. Uh, yes, it's the PTG Powercast. Um, how's it going? How's everybody? How's it hanging? Good. We're all safe. Surviving. Left. You put yours to the left. I do too, actually. You what? what? He said, "How's it hanging?" I said, "To the left." Oh, well, mine doesn't really hang. Right. Or as, or as Jim Carrey says, "Short, shriveled, and always to the left." <laughs> oh, liar, liar. <laughs> Mine doesn't really hang though. It kind of makes a nice little nest right on top of my nutsack. It's kind of, I mean. Well, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, What is up with you guys? We've got problems. It's been a while. Like I said, we've Uh, we've got some. We're working things out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Just surviving. Just keeping busy. I mean, what else can you do? Busy keeping on. That's, that's right. That's it. That is literally it. Being tormented by my dog. That's about it. Yeah. Me. Decided to start playing Breath of the Wild again. Really? I just a game thought, you said you would never go back to. No, I, I thought I'd go back to it eventually, but it was one of those oh. things where I put it in to kind of mess around because I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to play because I kind of got burned out on Assassin's Creed Odyssey again. So yeah. I'm still trying to complete that one at 120 fucking hours. <laughs> Um, and you still haven't completed it? Not even the main game. And I've still got two DLCs to go through. They're like four, seven hours a piece. Wait, the game is longer than 120 hours? Yeah. Holy. I've done everything well, I mean, so far. Technically, I played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for 140. Jeez, what the hell is wrong lot. with you guys? I do everything, though. I love that fucking game. Like, I explored oh the God. world, hit all these landmarks, and then I've been going through the story, and every time a side quest or something would pop up, I'd go pick it up and do those. Ooh, so. shiny. Basically, I'd be like, all of a sudden, like, the mark would appear on my map. I'm like, well, I gotta go over there now. <laughs> but, so I popped Breath of the Wild in, and I was just kind of like, eh, just, just kind of dicking around. And I was like, you know, I'll just kind of start a new game. So, start a new one, dicking around. I'm now, like, ten hours in, and I'm like... <laughs> That's how I'm gonna be when Xenoblade Chronicles you know, uh, Definitive Edition comes out in a couple of weeks. Although, I gotta say, during, in one of their updates, they must have adjusted the durability of weapons. In Breath of the Wild? Because they do not break the way they used to. Thank God. You know what's funny is that I, you talking about like all the side quest stuff, like one of the very first games that I truly remember playing where, um, where I was playing the like the side quests and side missions was actually Arkham City. Do you remember Arkham yeah, City? Yeah. There wasn't really that many like side quests, but at the same all time, the Riddler that was stuff and that was the one game where I realized that I cannot ever play a game <laughs> with side quests ever again because I literally have ADD when it comes to that stuff. Because I'll be playing <laughs> through the main series, and then all of a sudden, a side quest will pop up and say like, "Oh, this mission's now available," and I'm like. Crap! I gotta do it because what if it what if it disappears and I can never do it again? So I'm right. gonna just jump right into that side quest. See, and that's that's part of my problem is because I have played games where story progression locks quests. Yeah. So as yep. soon as they pop up, I must like, do that. Nope, so it. I can't gotta do it. Yeah. It's... And then there were points where it's like, okay, it wasn't bad. Where it's like, okay, side quest popped up, I did it. All right, now I'm back into the main game. Main game. Then a side quest would pop up. And while I was in the middle of that side quest, another side quest would pop up, and I'm like, fuck! 
What do I do? Or worse than that, you're traveling <laughs> from one part of a side quest to another and you stumble across one of the Riddler trophies well, and start having are, to do those. those and you're like, God damn can, it. Yeah, but the Riddler trophies, you could get those at any any point. So yeah, I was never still, worried about the a, timing. It's a new shiny and you It is, it is, and I want to get it. So. <laughs> so, you know, I always recommend you play RPGs. Certain ones anyway. Yeah. There are some I will never recommend to you. Xenoblade Chronicles being one of them. I, I think have, you remember me talking to you about I this. have no desire whatsoever yeah. to play that game. I that do. game is literally the next or a single town you walk into, suddenly 30 icons pop up. That game was notorious for side quests. Because it was you could literally just spend that entire game doing side quests. And you would probably rival the amount of time it would take to do the main game. Wow. Just doing those side quests. I remember just being so overwhelmed, you're like, fuck it. That yeah, first no. town, I ended up with like, yeah, like 30 of them, and then <laughs> yeah. it just got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to continue the game. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you just get, you're just like, all right. <laughs> all right. And I think that that's what happens to me too, is that at some point I just kind of shut down and I'm just like, I become numb to the side mm -hmm. quests. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck off. I got to finish this. The one game I will say that I never get bored of the side quests in is The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah? Because all the side quests are, like, self-contained little stories, so they're not just a simple, well, go collect this and bring it back to me, or go kill X number of these and come back to me. They usually, like, have there's interesting dialogue with, like, the, the villagers and stuff like that, so... That's why uh, Lost Odyssey for the 360... Yeah. It didn't... I mean, it had side quests of sorts, but one the, of the interesting... The stories about the his stories. past. Because the, the whole game you play as uh, Immortals. There's immortals that have lived countless lives and all this shit. And, like, throughout the game, you pick up these memories of your your previous lives. Or, not really lives, I guess. But previous... Eras you lived in. Eras you lived in. And they're, like, full, like, short stories of the life that he lived. It was very interesting. And hmm. I mean, it was just a... It was purely a reading segment, so it was... That's why a lot, kind of, a lot of people didn't of like them. That's actually... I got to the point where I stopped reading them in-game and then just read them online. Because yeah. Because it was easier, and then for some reason, some of them had that, like, that, like, filter or whatever, so they got... Some of the words were a little blurry here yeah. and there, which I was just like, oh, I'll just read the text dump online. If it had been done in the style of, like, how Soul Sacrifice did, like, the narration of it, yeah. and the words were interesting as they popped up, I think it would have been better. But some of those stories were so long. It, but that game was... That was a beautiful game. Oh, that was Square well, Enix. That's kind of like the... I think. You, yeah. I mean, by making the stories long, you kind of populate more of the lore and the history with it, and you make it richer. Yeah. But then one of the trade-offs of that is that they're so long, and they take away from the game. So it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want one or the other? It's like, I, I feel like that would be a very hard line to balance on. And to be honest, another way they could have, like, they would have made them a little bit more tolerable is... Have them voiceovered, and then instead of just being a long scrolling thing of text, have flashes of images from that time period mm -hmm. with the voiceover, so it's a little bit more engaging. Mm. Oh, uh, Lost Odyssey was Mistwalker. Oh, okay, there we go. And Feel Plus. I don't even know what that is. Mistwalker <laughs> did one of the Blue Dragon games, didn't they? I the probably. Three, I think they did the 3DS one or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was in Unreal Engine 3. <laughs> Which, uh, speaking of which, this episode will kind of be a smorgasbord, so it's kind of a... We're just going to jab We're just going to jab around for a little while and see where the wind takes us. Jibber jabber. But uh, speaking of <laughs> Unreal Engine 3, they did a tech demo for the Unreal Engine 5, motherfuckers. Running on the PS5. Running on the PS5, and it is gorgeous. But Kevin and I had this discussion one time on the way to your house, Paul, about how people's 
conception of how or perception of how graphics should be between the PS4 and the different than the PS5, they think it's going to be this amazing leap forward. They think it's how- basically going to be like the PS2 to like Xbox original jump, or I should say Xbox like PS2 and stuff to like PS3. They think it's going to be that massive like generational leap. Yeah. I honestly don't see how that's even possible and why mm-hmm. their expectations are there because video game graphics are so fucking phenomenal right now. Yeah. That it's like the the only thing that you have left to do is to somehow make it yeah, true photorealism. It's like instead of you playing a game, you're going to feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah, it'll feel like an FMV. Yeah. 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 And we know how the FMVs all went back then. <laughs> oh yeah, night trap anybody? <laughs> but that's and that's kind of where we got on this discussion of where can graphics go? Now? I don't know if graphics can make that big of a jump anymore because after they, after you have something that looks so realistic that it looks like you're watching like real time. How does it get better? Yeah, how do you how do you get better than that? What do you do? That's like that gimmick. I feel like into the Matrix. That's like that gimmick TVs do, where the oh the fucking it's the the colors are so fucking vibrant. Your mind, your eye can't even see half of them. It's like, but that it's there. You're like, well, if the eye can't see them, how are the colors there? What are you fucking talking about at this point? Yeah, if you're if you can't see them, then how are you benefiting? If your TV is technically better than the human eye. How can we, as viewers of the TV, tell that it's better than the human eye? It's. I feel like that's the a human buzzword. brain does make shit up though, because like magenta is not a real color, right? But and, you can and, still and with TVs and like electronic displays, brown cannot be made because uh, like because they are the RGB like LEDs that make right. the colors. <clears throat> brown is not a color we can make with did with like light. The right. only reason, like, all the browns you see on TV and stuff like that are actually dark orange with other brighter lights around, colors around them. To make it appear darker. To make it appear darker so your brain interprets it as brown. It's a color But palette, it's too. actually orange. Yeah. But it, it's still, hmm. like... But you didn't know that. No, I did not know that. All I know is that in the original Psycho, <laughs> in the shower scene... Chocolate syrup. They used chocolate syrup. Because it ran better and it cleaned off in the shower. It did. And it looked just like blood in black and white. Yep. <laughs> but that's one of those things. It's just like, I feel like it's kind of one of those, it's like a buzzword, or mm-hmm. like, it, yeah. it's, it's essentially like a marketing gimmick. It's like, honestly, well, yeah. it, well it, it's always been the marketing gimmick, even since like the Nintendo era, like literally 1985, when people were talking about 8 bits, and then the Super Nintendo was going to bring you 16 bits. What does the average person think of that? It's like, I don't know what the hell a bit is, but this has got double the bits. Just like the blast processing. It's got to be better. It's got to be so much better. It's like, that's literally what it is. It's... I mean, people have always been aware and wanting graphics, even though they don't know... Like, they don't know what goes into it or what's necessary. Well, I feel like that's always been the attainable goal ever since, like, even the Atari... Is mm-hmm. at some point we want to be able to make graphics that are discernible to real life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always been the goal. That's always the direction graphics have tried to achieve. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I'm, where I feel graphics can get better. Is when in a game, anytime it goes from gameplay to cinematic, there's no difference. 
that to me is the pinnacle of graphical capability as far as the consoles can go. See, but to me, I think also too, and and one thing that that you may end up hitting on, but um, the game L.A. Noir, to me, that was when video games hit the pinnacle. Is because of the fact that you actually so... had facial animations in there, mm. and to the point to where the facial animations were so clear, so you knew exactly what was going on, that you actually had to be able to read those facial mm -hmm. expressions in order to tell who was lying and who wasn't lying. Like to me, that's that's still you, one of you've those... hit you've hit the pinnacle right there. I still don't you... think that's been rivaled yet. Because now oh, yeah. you're actually showing human emotion. And it's showing it really freaking clearly and really that yeah. you can actually tell if that fake person on screen is lying to you or not. Yeah, I feel, well, they've kind of used that as a benchmark, but a lot of game, like higher end games now use a lot of facial well, animation. Yeah, because L.A. Noir, while it had great facial, the bodies looked like shit. Oh, yeah. Everything oh, you can always tell from the neck down it looked like sure, garbage, sure. but that's because they needed to put all their resources into, into the, face. the faces. Well, not just yep. that. It was the size of the world, so they were cutting exactly. like resource costs other places so they could have the high fidelity faces yeah. so you could see that sort of mm. stuff. But now, as years have progressed since L.A. Noir, you've they've kind of retained that facial animation shit, but now mm -hmm. they're starting to come up with the bodies. Like, even even look at the FF7 remake, how beautiful, like, the faces and stuff look when Still, they do some I, of the I, up close. They don't move quite the same way as L.A. Noir's do. Not in the gameplay. Uh, in, in some of the more cinematic areas they do, but... It, I mean, you can. It's such a good blend between yeah. the body and the, the the detail of the body and the clothing and the face. Like it's it's almost indistinguishable between them, and it looked gorgeous. Like that game was very beautiful. But I I know exactly what you mean. I just feel like I mean people should have already been talking about that back then. Oh when, yeah. When that was the pinnacle, where it's like, oh well, my god, that was god, that was can... a big selling point for the game. Was look what we did. It's like where can graphics go from here if they can look this crisp and clear? Yeah. Well, actually, Hair. I well, I think like yeah, the, like the graphical jump at the beginning is definitely not going to be as big as people are expecting. No. Like I, anyone that's expecting, I think 4K like at 60 frames a second, just it's not happening on the consoles. Period. PCs with high end spat like like top of line like six thousand dollar computers can struggle to do 4K from sometimes at 60 frames. So. You're not going to get it on a console. Period. Not a, not a commercial console. Absolutely um, not. But I think the the big thing that that'll like show you the difference between like PS4 and PS5 will be when all of the games are implementing ray tracing. Mm. So that's uh, it's an engine. Ba it's a uh, mathematical thing. So basically, light bounces around the way it naturally does mm -hmm. instead of being like here's a light, here's the spotlight. Like this is where it illuminates, and then they go in hand in and like color out all the other stuff well they'll be like here's the light source and the engine will just be like okay the light's bouncing around off of these types of surfaces so like as you're moving shadows will look real and stuff like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that's going to be the biggest difference <clears throat> with the next generation hmm. so it'll be more environmental yeah rather than the character models themselves yeah Gotcha. Which I'm fine with because character I mean, models can look as good as they want well, but and, if your environment is shit and that's the one thing is like while I I really think that that Unreal Engine 5 tech demo is very very impressive there is also a difference between a tech demo and actual in-game how they look of course oh, yeah. there is always a disparity because the end the computers they build like the tech demos on are more powerful than the consoles i mean a great example of this is um what was it the the first watchdogs 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember the trailer that oh, came yeah. out for that? Oh yeah, I remember. And then when the I game remember came the out, about yeah, it's because like, they dumbed down the graphics. Yeah, yeah. because well, the con- to- because the consoles <laughs> could not handle what they were originally planning. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the problem too is tech demos are built around the fact that it's to just for this demo, and it's to sell yeah. the the concept of yeah. the product. They don't. I don't think people realize is once the game is completed. There's a lot more things running and a lot more memory being taken up by literally everything else in the game mm-hmm. that you can't you can't dedicate this entire all the memory of your game and all the power of it towards just those graphics for that particular yeah. area. No. Like you have all these things simultaneously happening. You know what I mean? You Plus basically AI have, and physics and exactly. all that. You basically have that. a swimming pool. Everything that you put into the game is filling in that swimming yeah. pool. You can you're you're sharing it. You're not compartmentalizing it. You're sharing all of that yeah. space. And once you run out of space, sorry, that's all you got. Yeah, a tech demo is basically a glass of water, yeah. and the game is the pool. Mm-hmm. Like you can't dedicate everything to just that glass of water. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I and I think people kind of lose sight of that sometimes where they they think well, oh if it looked that way in the tech demo why doesn't it look that way in the real game yeah you know, think and of like what I said, else the real game's like, doing like high-end pcs like they get some pretty impressive graphics and mm-hmm. like yeah there are some games that will run at 4k at like really good frame rates but you need a good like really good computer to do that sort of thing and the consoles for the prices yeah the technology that's going into these new ones is going to be is impressive especially with like the the PS5's hard drive is currently unmatched by anything in the PC market. Give it six months, the PCs will have something better. Oh, of course, of course. Because once Sony starts like allowing that technology to go to other companies to start using it, the other companies are going to start now making their variation of it and figuring out how to do it. So it's going to add up, and that's why the PC like market changes so quickly. Right, that's why most PC stuff... That's why you get those PC elitists that always say PC's better, PC's better. Well, that's because PC can be expanded. Yeah. When I buy a PS4, there's really not a whole lot I can do to that system to make Other it than the hard better. Drive. Quote exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but also look at the difference in cost. PS4, four hundred dollars. Your computer, four thousand dollars. Yours better run better than well, my then, fucking PS4. And yeah. then it does like there is that cost, but then I think it does like they do even out because. Consoles, unless you're buying games used, it's sixty bucks a game. Mm-hmm. Whereas PC, there are constantly sales on like oh, Steam yeah. and stuff. I can you can get brand new games for like you know fifty percent off on Steam and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, well, I mean, so the two costs eventually balance out in the long term. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I always loved that that joke I saw one time on Facebook about PC uh, versus console and there's oh mine can do this and this and this my PC is this and this I can't wait to go home and play Minecraft and you're like <laughs> really like <laughs> and that's half the shit people play yeah. is like crappy games with like the retro graphics or like the fucking Minecraft throwback, it's like, throwback graphics that were not meant to, be, to no. display like amazingly like yeah. who gives a shit about mm-hmm. your super powerful computer that you're yeah. playing, fuck yeah! It, it's so funny, like when people talk. I want to go play Flappy Birds. Although the, pri- <laughs> no. Although the primary thing now is like VR. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the consoles try to do another version of that next gen. That's still a thing, VR. Yeah, it's thing. huge on PC. Yeah. yeah. Well, v- PC I could see. I so, really don't hear a whole lot about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, but see, to me, that is the only way that, like, I, I feel graphic, graphically speaking, on TV. We really, there's not much more that we can achieve before it looks realistic. Right. The next thing to do 
is VR. Full immersion. Is full immersion into it. And I will say this, is that the first time I ever played, it was... I, I feel like it was a it was a Batman game, but I was literally. I can't remember what. I don't think it was the Telltale series, but it was it was a Batman game where I was actually in the Bat Cave, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I literally like I'm looking here, and it's it's like the game is matching, and if I move yeah. my head, I'm actually like I'm looking around like. Oh my god, this is amazing. That's... Well, and there are actually VR controllers that are um, capacitive, so like, if I only have the, like my pointer finger down, that's mm-hmm. all that's down in the game, mm-hmm. so it matches what you're doing, and as you grab the controller, you can use that to grab things in the game, mm-hmm. so it, like you actually get some of the tactile feedback in your brain, because, oh, I grabbed this thing, well, I've got a physical object in my hand, mm-hmm. so my brain's like, oh, we picked that up. Yeah. Like, yeah. the biggest issue with VR, though, is... is Movement is where it fucks with people, right? Oh, because yeah. a lot of people, it was it's that jumping yes. instead of well, no, no, they have games where they have so. the smooth walk and stuff now. But there's a discrepancy between your brain's like, okay, we're walking, but then like the fluid in your ear is like, we're not moving, mm-hmm. right? The motion sickness. It's um, yeah, yeah. I actually was playing. Um, it was probably Resident Evil, Resident Evil Seven on the VR, and I literally I was playing it for an hour. The 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 starting part of it I was playing for an hour, and I must have been sick to my stomach for the next like 45 minutes hour mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like the sudden jolting movements but then also too like the fact that it's like I'm yeah I'm walking I'm walking and I'm looking and, and it's like it's just it, it was messing with my mind and I'm like I don't know if I can actually and that's why like there's you I got to do this you have the different companies that are developing like there's this like smooth pad <laughs> thing where basically a harness that comes up and holds you up so you can walk and your feet basically slide on this like smooth surface yeah, so your brain's like oh we're walking yeah no it's uh, like a treadmill kind yeah of. no it's it's totally like um uh, uh what was that uh, ready player one where they basically yeah. put on the suits and they're walking on like a treadmill or something yeah. like that well to, they actually they started developing they, there yeah. are omnidirectional treadmills now that they're mm-hmm. developing for it too so yeah you'll basically have a harness that holds you up to the ceiling so that if you fall or anything, you're not going to fall. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you can the floor will shift depending on which way you're walking. But no, these are literally just, it's like a bowl. That with, and it's just smooth plastic. You wear socks on and you just, your feet slide on it. Mm. Like a slick floor. Like you've, you've like run and slid across the floor before. Of course I have. Yeah, now just imagine doing that, but you're hooked up to a system I've so that, that you're walking. i underwear too. <laughs> and with the music yeah. playing. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't get the reference. Yes, I do. I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> Come on, I've watched that movie. Yeah, rock and roll. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I hated it. No, it's but that's graphics. <laughs> that's, 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 our that's our take. That's our take. I've been in the whole time. I've been in the whole time. Yeah. But that actually, yeah. That's all I got on the graphics, I guess. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's the PS5. I'm actually considering getting PS5 at launch. I'm not sure. Like I said, there will be eventually after company like developers understand the hardware better and their limitations. Yeah, we're gonna start seeing like bigger jumps in graphics. I mean, look at early PS4 versus end PS4. Right. They're not the same. PS3 was the same way. Mm -hmm. And then so like yeah, launch titles they're gonna be like marginally better than what PS4 is. By the end, we might see some of the much better looking ones, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be that immediately that immediate jump from like yeah PS2 to PS3. 
Right. It's just not going to be that. Well, and I also think, too, that I think people expect it because of the fact that... So when you had PS1 come out, it was... I think it, it launched at, what, like $300, $299? Or what was it, 199 No, it was 199 I think. I feel 199 199 um, I don't know, I'll look it up. Yes, because then the big hubbub of the PS2 when they revealed it, their, literally their reveal was just like the guy pulled out his speech cards and said... Two ninety nine, and I literally walked away, <laughs> and it, like thunderous applause. So, but with okay, so with the the first PlayStation, you had a two hundred dollar retail cost. PS two, you had a three hundred dollar retail cost. There was an upgrade. You had a, a DVD player. You had improved graphics. You had graphics that that looked a lot better than they did on PS one. PS three, you jumped what two ninety nine was the PlayStation's initial cost at launch at American retailers. Wow, so it was three hundred dollars. PS two was three hundred. Was three hundred? Yeah. PS three was <laughs> that jumped. PS three was six hundred. Yes. So and, and, and so and here's where I'm where I'm getting with that is PS4 that PS four was four hundred. Yes. So PS three. So PS two to PS three. You had a humongous jump in graphics. It looked so much different. Yeah. But you also had that price and jump. So three hundred dollars to six hundred dollars. So it's like, okay, you better woo me if I yeah, it better if I be pay, worth it. If I paid three hundred for your last system and now you're charging me six hundred for this system, you better damn well make it worth my while. Of course, a lot of the thing with that too was the fact that PS three was a Blu-ray player. And at that time, it, it was, it was. The cheapest Blu-ray was expensive as fuck. It was. Like, I remember Blu-ray player themselves were about two hundred dollars. They were more than the PS3. It was more than the PS3. Oh, was it? it was yes. like seven, eight hundred dollars for a Blu-ray player oh, when it first came out. The PS3 was the cheapest Blu-ray player yeah. on the market when it launched, which oh, is my. why a lot of people bought it. Oh my god, that's amazing! It's, I, in, I never, it's I never ridiculous. realized they were that expensive. That's why they yeah. sold as well as they did at the beginning. Well, that I, I well, it wasn't, it wasn't the gaming crowd that was snatching them up. A lot of other people were snatching them up. And the gaming crowd was struggling to get get them. Was, mm-hmm. yeah. But with the PS4, then that price went down to four hundred dollars. But it still had a, there was still an improvement in graphics yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So now with PS5 coming out, and I don't know if they have finally cemented what the price is going to be, but I'm guessing it's going to be six hundred. Oh, if if not That'll more, I guess. if not more. So now you're starting to get to that point of okay. For the PS4, I paid $400. Now you're going to be charging me $600 to $700 for a PlayStation 5. You better woo the fuck out of me because yeah. now, guess what? It doesn't have a Blu-ray player on it. Or Well, I yeah, mean, it well. does. It does, but Blu-ray is not, like, who cares if it's got a Blu-ray player? What do you have now that you're going to pull me into this? Yeah. And if it's not graphics, then what else is it? So I think that's why people's expectations are so darn high with this. It doesn't look like they have an official they, I, price yet, yeah, but a have. lot of speculation is pegging it down to about five hundred dollars. Oh, five hundred. Okay, so it's it's down from what they what they well, and thought. see that's okay. the other thing is too is technology gets cheaper to to manufacture as we go on. So right. it, it does, but still I mean, with the with the the rise of cost though, people expect that they're going to get their money's worth and right. so I think which that's is where I think that's where part are. of the big backlash for Sony came when there was uh, people were unsure about backwards compatibility and yeah. stuff like that yeah I remember that oh god what a disaster well to be quite honest and 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 see and that's where I don't know whether or not to blame myself or to blame Sony because obviously 
when they announced that there was going to be backwards compatibility, we got swept up in the hype. Was it was was it truly realistic for them to go back all the way to PS One to do no. backwards compatibility? So it's like, do they have know. the technology to do that, or was the Xbox it just... goes all the way back to the original Xbox? So that's yeah, why but... I think people were hoping for for at least back to like PS3 or something. Then like maybe that. that was a realistic expectation to have is that it would go it would rival xbox so that it would go all the way back to ps1 i was like if you think about it xbox only has what three generations to go back the ps5 X, would have four yeah xbox 360 and, and then xbox, xbox one xbox one yep so i mean really it, it might be that much bigger of a deal that, mm-hmm, that's true to be honest and we we kind of talked about it i don't know if i i think we didn't put out the podcast episode or powercast episode because they ended up dispelling the rumor about, oh, about the 100, the 100 games backwards compatible. Yeah, yeah not only that, but the fact that we talked about how, how they were rumored to go all the way back. Yeah. And that was our biggest selling point. Was yeah. They could launch that fucker I at, bought it six at or $700. I would have bought it at launch. Oh, hell I yeah. I would have bought it at launch. Because yeah. now you have not only the PS5 ability, but now you have everything else of a library. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Because now you're able to preserve yeah. all of those fucking games from the past with with this one system it's an all-in-one yeah and who the hell doesn't like an all-in-one <laughs> i'm i'm honest uh honestly i really don't play a lot of the ps3 anymore and it's only because of the fact that i bought mine in 2009 and so it was the 80 gigabyte version yeah you don't very have small memory. i don't have the i don't have the memory to actually put in games anymore it'll yeah. just say that there's not enough memory and i have literally tried to delete as much as i as i can through the system and for some reason it's still like is not freeing up enough memory for me to even put in a new game so i'm like if you literally could make a playstation 5 that goes backwards compatible at least a playstation 3 i literally i would snag it up because there's so many playstation 3 games that i want to play but at this point why the fuck would i go back and buy a ps3 just so that i could play these games and spend yeah. 300 dollars on a system that it's like I'm literally only buying it just so I can play these handful of games that I couldn't play before. Yeah. yeah. And PS5, I'll be honest, I was, like I said, I'm considering getting it at launch just because mm-hmm. of some of the titles that they're talking about launching with. Like Outriders, we had talked about Godfall. that. Godfall oh. looks really good. And, I mean, just those two alone is... Outriders, I'm already sold because that game looks fucking I'm incredible. sold on both of them already. Yeah, even Godfall looks really fucking good. But I... I don't know. We'll kind of see how it plays out because that's supposed to launch sometime in holiday, right? Yeah. November, mm-hmm. I want to say, is this launch date? I'm assuming it'll be somewhere between... Probably Black... after Thanksgiving. I'm assuming somewhere between Black Friday and right before Christmas. For if... fuck's sake, I don't even think I'll get a hold of them. If they're going to stick with the holiday 2020 release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only system I've ever bought launch was the Switch, and I've... I have no regrets on it. It still works great. But... Graphically speaking and hardware speaking, the Switch doesn't compare. <laughs> no, no, it never no has. but but the but the caliber of game that they released for exactly. it is what saves it though. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, was there anything else they needed to put on it? Really, that was a system seller. And then if that Absolutely. wasn't enough, then then right. Uh, well, no, not even that. It's from uh, from Breath of the Wild. Then six months later, they had Super Mario Odyssey, and yeah. it just completely just. I know, and ex- <laughs> I knew exactly. <laughs> we knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. You son of a bitch. I did just to piss them off. Say what you want, though, but that's that. Was, it was a pretty good game. Good, I liked it. I liked that game. Yeah, but and this guy plays the same five games over. His his quality <laughs> hey, of a good game. You have to admit, I have been really branching out. I've been playing some other games I'm and shocked. stuff. So yeah, so yeah. and I I do it half. 
half because I want to play these new games that I've never played before, and the other half is just to spite you fuckers. I feel like for every two games you play familiar, you play one game that you have never played before. So you play Maybe, a game you never yeah. played, two games you know, a game you've never played, two games you know. I've actually played two games in a row now that I have never played before. Odyssey? And I did one? Odyssey, and then I did uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns. Oh, okay. And next is actually going to be uh, Link's Awakening. For there the, you uh, go. For the Switch. There you go. Proud mm-hmm. of you. I, I, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're finally able to contribute to society. I'm growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that will segue to our next topic. Games that should sell better, but for some reason don't. What the fuck sells games? Because, like you had just said, you played I, Metroid mm-hmm. Return of Samus. For anybody who doesn't know, that was a remake for the 3DS of Metroid 2, which yep. was originally the original Game Boy. Yep. A lot of people never played it, because back then, it was kind of weird to have a game go from the NES to a handheld, mm-hmm. in terms of continuity for a story. Yeah. There yeah. really weren't a whole lot of IPs that I can think of that did that. The only game Tetris. that I can <clears throat> the only game that I can think of is actually and it was the opposite way. It started on the Game Boy. Well, actually no. Gargoyles Quest. Yeah. It went yeah. from it went from the the Nintendo, which was Ghosts and Goblins. Then it had a spin-off on the Game Boy, which was then so successful that it spawned a sequel on the Nintendo. Yeah. And then that spawned a sequel on the Super Nintendo. So you had one where it's like a, a trilogy of games that were literally on three separate consoles, which yeah. kind of blew my mind. But Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't happen often. You are you no. are absolutely correct. It will never happen often. No, and Metroid was, was the same kind of formula. You had mm-hmm. the original Metroid on the NES. You had Metroid 2 on the original Game Boy. And then, then you had Super, Super Metroid. Yeah. And then you had Metroid Fusion on the GBA. Yep. And, I mean, you had Zero Mission 2, that they, the remake of 1, <laughs> they they remake of for, one the, for the GBA as well, which is still really good. It was the remake of 1, and then it added in the whole, like, I would say the last, like, what is it, 15, 20 minutes was yeah, all original material. Captured. Captured by the Space Pirates, whatever. yeah. But, yes. So. Uh, but you were saying that that game, I mean, Metroid's a powerful IP. Like, there's a huge fan base for Metroid. It's mm. such a good series, and a lot of people love it. But... For some, you'd, you'd think Metroid 2 Return of Samus for yeah. the 3DS would have sold better because it's already a big series and it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So regardless, if... Because, okay, so Metroid was very well received on the Nintendo. Super Metroid was really well received. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. People will not even just put it in their top 10 games on the Nintendo systems. Yeah. They will put it in their top 10 favorite games of all time. It was fantastic. I would say 9 out of 10 people who had a Super Nintendo had Super Metroid. And if you love a game like Castlevania Symphony of the Night mm-hmm. and all of that Metroidvania, you actually have Super Metroid to thank for that. Because yeah. without Super Metroid, you would not have had a game like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and then you wouldn't have had all these different clones, and then this whole genre in and of itself. Right. So Metroid is a very well-known IP. Even if you haven't heard of, of, of Metroid 2, because it was on the Game Boy and it kind of kind of came and went... But and it was put in between two just absolutely phenomenal groundbreaking games. It's still a Metroid game mm-hmm. in and of itself. It's a Metroid game, and Metroid. I would I, I would say that it's one of their their flagship titles on oh, the Nintendo, yeah. it's, or it's one of their flagship IPs. You've got you've got Mario, you've got Zelda, you've got Metroid. 
Uh, you got Mega Man. Like that—that that was one of their main flagship IPs. Yeah. This game was so good. Honestly, I think yeah, maybe it had a few flaws in it where sometimes the difficulty ramped up like just <laughs> like ridiculously. Oh, yeah. on, on Samus Returns, have yeah. you played? Yeah, the difficulty just all of a sudden it's oh, like you're just like, walking through it, cruising through it, and then all of a sudden you're just like like a brick wall. You just that's what happened to me. Is like I got, I like probably I was, to the Omega uh, Metroids. I got to where you're fighting the Queen without much difficulty, and then I got my ass handed to me. I stopped playing for like oh, two the, months. Oh yeah, well the Queen. Yeah, you just have to. You just have to. <laughs> <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> Yes, you're right. I actually didn't. I never finished Samus or the the Metroid Two on the 3DS, but I did finish the original one on the Game Boy. Um, so I have played. Um, I played through the entire Metroid Two on the Game Boy, and honestly, as far as the Game Boy game goes, that was phenomenal. Like I yeah. could not believe how much they packed into a single game on the Game Boy with yeah. the limitations that they had. And so when I played um, Metroid Return of Samus, I'm like, this game is so faithful to the original, but yet it adds that element of, like, it is more of, like, a Super Metroid-ish um, experience, but it still keeps the core... Uh, it, it keeps the core material of the second game, like, mm -hmm. all the enemies that you fight, which are all the different kinds of Metroids, the, the, um, the Alphas, the Gammas, the Omega Metroids, and then the Queen... Uh, Metroid at the very end um, and then well they throw a, another boss at the end of it I won't spoil it but they throw another boss which you can probably see coming because it's a staple of the Metroid series um, <laughs> um, but it, it was so it was so well done and so balanced where it really was a throwback to Metroid 2 but yet it had that Super Metroid spin and a and a really just a, a nice sheen over it. Mm -hmm. I know it added that parry system to it where you could reflect it did. stuff. It did. And, so and it added a new element to it, which I know they did kind did. of utilize a little bit more in certain yeah. fights. But and, but and it's funny because I honestly I liked the fact that they had that parry the 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 parrying system, but they almost. I think they relied too much on it at times, yeah. where you constantly had to keep using it. And there were certain uh, enemies that were, um, uh, like, you couldn't just kill enemies right off the bat without having to use it in certain situations. So it's, I didn't really care for that so much. Well, and so the thing with that was, it was weird, because there would be, like, segments where you don't use it at all. And then there are segments where you're using it like every two feet. Yeah, exactly. And it was annoying. Yep. Mm -hmm. They couldn't balance it between, okay, you, like there was like some way of getting it from like one end to the other. It was just nope. Here's an entire section where the game was literally designed around using this, and now here's a section where well, this is just a straight up adaptation of the original section. You don't yeah. use it. Yeah. yeah. But the but the game itself, I mean, it, it was phenomenal. So regardless of if people had played Metroid 2 or not, they were still going to love this because it's a Metroid game. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I, I wanted to see, like, okay, was this ever a big seller on the 3DS? Like, it should have been. It's, it's I mean, it's it's a Metroid. It's basically a uh, a main series Metroid. It's just, it's a yeah. remake. It's kind of like the Resident Evil of Metroid. It's it's a remake of the, of the second one. And I thought, it must have sold gangbusters. Because it's one of their title, their, their flagship titles. It's a great game. And when I looked at the sales numbers, I'm like, this can't be, this can't be right. Like, what? The game sold 
as of like 2020, I think it was, the game has sold 570,000 units, which by all <laughs> intents and purposes, I would consider a flop. Yeah. And just it, a little bit over half a million? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Only only half a million. When you have tens of millions of 3DSs out there, because everybody has a 3DS, why didn't this game sell better? People yeah. know the Metroid series. People know that it's a reliable and it's a fantastic franchise. Why wouldn't this game have sold more? Do you think it's a result of it being... Because it was a remake of Metroid 2? Do you think if this had been a remake of Super Metroid, people would have clamored for it a little more? There's some. There's another possibility. After Other M, uh, because that was such like a... And Other M had a lot of backlash. It, it was like fan reception-wise, it was basically shit upon. So I'm almost wondering if that soured the franchise to a lot of people. I don't think Other so. than the Prime series, did it sour? Yeah, man. Did it like... Because people... And that would be another thing, is people want more of the Prime I, series and not the other the other one. I right, honestly right. think that it didn't sour the entire franchise, because I think that Other M stands on its own as kind of the outlier of the Metroid series, where people, where people talk poorly about it, but they basically, like, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's expected, like, oh, let's hope that you don't pull Other M. They don't say, like, oh, let's hope you don't pull a Metroid franchise like it yeah. literally it's it's localized only to metroid other m which is funny because i think people really i think people didn't care for it because it was a far departure from not only the 2d side scrollers but also the prime series because it was third person and it had so, more story and it had freedom of movement and it was story heavy mm -hmm. whereas the other ones no matter which way you went the 2d or the the prime games story was there mm-hmm but it was more about the platforming, the shooting, the upgrades, the exploration. Mm -hmm. And Other M took it and said, all right, well, let's let's give her a narrative. And you see how kind of fucked up she was and yeah. how, how, like, it how human, thing It how, humanizes her. Yeah, yeah, and I think people hated that. People she's, did not like the not fact that she this, wasn't a cold killer. Yeah, she's not this cold, callous uh, bounty hunter trying to kill these Metroids. Yeah. It's like there were certain things that happened in her life that literally caused her to be as cold and distant as she was. You know what? Yeah. We'll play Other M on the channel. I, I would love so. to, actually. I think we should. Yeah. I, I never played the whole thing. I haven't played it yet, so I would love to, but is Other M is, is a 2D? No. Oh, it, it's 2.5. Yeah. It's that weird thing where it's it's 3D graphics, but on a 2D plane. Oh, nice. And there are times where it'll shift perspective. Oh. So, like... Kind of like the best of both worlds for it's me, It's weird, because you, you can go first person, aiming, and it does, person, like, yeah. through the mask, but then when you go out of it, it goes back to, like, the third person, like, stagnant camera kind of thing. Oh, good. It's very odd. You'll have to... Uh, it's I something like it, you'll have to experience. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to but it. It's a beautiful yeah. game, and I loved it. So, it was for the Wii, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I started thinking about it just in terms of like what, why do games sell and what causes a game to just kind of be like a big hit? And I thought about it in terms of, okay, well, think, let me think about some of the, the, the hottest games that have, that have sold. So you've got like any sports games, like, like Madden is always <laughs> selling. So, you have, uh, so you're you're selling that to the sports group. MLB the show yeah FIFA FIFA Call of Duty um, the yeah. Call the Call of Duty games are are popular the um, Grand Theft Auto series has always been popular since number three um, 
but I'm like, what do games have that like that will pull somebody in? And it's like, okay, do you have colorful graphics or a lovable main character? Somebody who's like adorable that people just absolutely are clamoring over like, oh my god, this character is so wonderful. It's like, okay. Competitive like, aspect. Well, no. Because well, that's what sells Call of Duty in the sports games is com- the competitive. Competitiveness, that's fine, but that's that is a completely different Well, that's a, that's another separate section of, of what makes things sell. But you're also selling to okay so you can't build something that is for all ages basically you have to cater to either one group or the Mm, other yeah so you either have it for adults like your call of duties your uh, grand theft autos or you have it for kids your marios your zeldas that's what you that it's got to be one or the other it can't be it can't walk the, the walk the line because then you don't know who you're selling to. Well, Twilight Princess was a good example of that. Look at how gritty and dark that story was. I really don't think a lot of kids got into Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Skyward Sword. But then there, it was bright. It was colorful. Mm-hmm. But the story was still kind of dark. Yeah. Even Wind Waker. But there are also exceptions. I mean, look at the Darksiders series. It's rated yeah. teen. And it straddles the line. And it did really well. But it's not for kids, though. It doesn't matter. It's not for kids. It's going to be. It's it's going. So to you be assume it's adults. like it's like basically like kids and then teen through adults is your for two the, categories for the basically? most part. But just something where mm. a teen is not going to be made fun of for playing Darksiders. So you're basically it's kind of like well I'm <laughs> I know what I'm you mean. trying to understand it. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, to to wrap my head around this, and so and then I was thinking okay so games like back in the day like do you remember Spyro? Of yeah. course. Okay, that was strictly for kids. It was very colorful. No, I'm, See, like, here's, I'm here's, making funny. Here's, here's, here's where I'm going with it. It was strictly for kids. It was very colorful. The The main character, simple. Spyro, was adorable. And he had this little wit about he him. He was a back-talking, was little a sassy guy that little, the kids would have loved his little quips. little sassy dragon. Shitty version and of And so the kids were playing it, and the adults <laughs> were like, wow, there's some platforming elements. This looks kind of fun. I think maybe I'll play this, too. Or I'll play this with you, and so there you had a big seller because of the fact that it was des- it was designed for kids, but the adults ended up loving it as well too. And so I started thinking about that in terms of like, okay, where did Metroid go wrong then with this Samus Returns? You literally have a character who cannot be advertised for kids because she basically goes around killing things. So you don't have the kid stuff yet. It's not really full on adults. It's not edgy enough. It's not for edgy enough for the adults because you're killing things that are not like human. You're yeah. killing things that are just cartoon things and Metroids and all this other stuff. So it's not really for them. It's really kind of in that no man's land where it's like you really aren't advertising for kids, but adults like they're never going to say like oh yeah i love the metroid series mm-hmm. although i i love unless the you're someone series. that grew up yeah maybe directly right, with the franchise. Right, right. so it's like and it doesn't have the competitiveness you can't play this in esports or, or online or anything like that and it doesn't really have like the only people you are truly selling this to might be the your original crew. fan base yeah the, the nostalgia, nostalgia crew, crew who if you take something like that to the nostalgia crowd who not many remember that game coming out because it was it was sandwiched in between two great titles How, who are you selling it to a big i think a big factor of that too is the fact that the switch launched that year the switch launched march 3rd 
of 2017, Samus Returns came out in September that same year. Oh, so you shit. already had Breath of the Wild. You already had oh, Super that, Mario that, Odyssey. Yeah. See, you now, also it, already had titles. I would love to see them. It. I would love to see them port that over to the Switch with a slight upgrade. Absolutely, that well, would be amazing. I think it would definitely because, and we <clears throat> kind of talked about this. Was it a was it a a, a stroke of of bad luck for them that they launched this game near the not the tail end necessarily but I wouldn't even say it because this, most of the people in March when, when the Switch launched couldn't get it. they couldn't get it and right. so they were waiting clamoring for November or so December maybe they weren't when, paying attention to everything else that released and yeah. they were focused solely on trying, trying to, to find Switch. the Switch mm-hmm. so was it just poor timing Maybe. I have a feeling if, if, like you said, they port this to the Switch, it would probably do a lot better than the five hundred and seventy thousand yeah. units. I think it would do. I think the accessibility of it, not to mention just the fact that the Switch is just a great piece of it is. hardware. It's, it's, anyway. a, it's a fun piece of hardware. It's wonderful. You take it. You can take it anywhere yeah. with you. I, yeah. I think it would. I think it would definitely blow its original numbers out of the water. Yeah. But again, too, it's it's like you said. It could be the the fact of what it's advertised for i mm-hmm. mean if you look at super metroid you had not only the nostalgia factor but you had just it was a darker game well, because the graphics that, were bad the people that grew up playing the original metroid are also slightly older yeah so. yes and they knew that it was a dark game and so you were you were really catering to those kids who grew yeah. up playing metroid and they were ready to kind of grow up with yeah metroid to super metroid and even metroid fusion like it, a kid's not going to understand a lot of the underlying story elements of it mm-hmm. compared to like when we played it and we're like oh, oh! Like, then, well, like when they're going through the whole elevator sequences and they're yeah. talking about when you did this and whoa the baby metroid and all this other shit and or, she's or referencing even, things or are, even throwing in the um the, oh, the, the SAS. SAS. <laughs> so it's like it almost th- even threw in like an element of survival <laughs> horror into there too because that essay i'm i'm not gonna lie it scared the shit out of me yes. especially when they put you in positions where it's like you had to avoid it or run you through were so, while it's or you were you. so close stalks you like yeah you were, you were so close to it and you're just like oh god please don't find me please don't find me please don't find me oh, yeah that one scene when you're in the vent right above her yeah right below and she right can, below her i think, I think yeah it's you're above underneath her. you're walking. underneath her she's yeah. walking you're underneath and you're yeah. just like oh my fucking god please don't don't ball mode and come down here yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't like outrun her if i'm not mistaken there is the one scene mm-hmm. yeah where she just walks behind you yeah, and you have to keep running. Which is funny because one of the Prime games has like an SAX. The Dark, oh, Samus. The Dark Samus. Oh, Dark Samus. Fight. Yeah. I Made think from it's Phase or Phase Two or three? I think it's three because it's uh, Corruption, right? That's two then because three is Echoes, isn't it? No, two is Echoes. So and three, three is three. Corruption. Three, so it's I think it's Corruption. Three, then. Yeah, yeah so it's like a piece of ever suit become it's, infected. It's born ah. out of like the Phozon or the Phazon pools or whatever. Yeah. God, those games were good too. That was a series that. 100% translated extremely well to that FPS genre. Yeah. It was such a gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. The Even one the thing, platforming wasn't terrible. Like, it translated well, but I will say there is one aspect that I don't think translates very well is the shooting. Because, like, you had to do, like, the whole stop, hold the lock on to move your thing. You could you could lock on and keep moving. It, but it didn't... It's not as smooth as playing, like, a shooter. Mm-hmm. So, like, once they can merge the th- where it's as smooth as playing, like, a first-person shooter and ha- still having the excellent platforming, I think that's when that one will hit the the peak for that series. Mm-hmm. I think it depended what platform you played it on. Because I have the, pr- the Prime Trilogy for the Wii. You mm-hmm. can aim with the Wiimote at oh. all times. Oh, you don't, yeah, you don't have nice. to come to a dead stop. I know on the GameCube you See, had to come I played to the stop. GameCube yeah, version. Yeah, I played so. the GameCube version, too. I yeah. think? I, I'm not quite sure. 
I might have to re or I might have to plug that one in again and see, but I'm pretty sure with the Wiimote you could just aim wherever you wanted, or you had to hold a button or something. Well, I, see, I, I remember, I remember having to hold the button to get the reticle to pop yeah, up. Yeah, maybe you and did. And then, but like once they get so you can move and shoot fluidly. Yeah. And then keep the like the really good platforming they had. I think that's when that series will take off to like a completely different level. Hopefully, Prime Four will will do that because I I'll be honest when they announced that they were doing a Prime Four, I got giddy. Mm-hmm. I love the Prime trilogy. I thought it was beautifully done i would still prefer a metroid 5 to be honest i i, I think want both i uh, yeah i'm about to say I, you call me greedy i i would love both well and prime isn't developed by the same group that does the the mainline metroid no, so they but, could do both of them but to yeah. be quite honest i i really think that unless they sell or unless they release metroid samus returns on the switch and see that the numbers go up i think the chances of get, having a metroid 5 it's never gonna happen. Hmm. I honestly don't so think it's, it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, but it's and it's just so sad because I mean, what do you think that with how games sell, like what games sell, like Minecraft and <laughs> Fortnite, and Fortnite's and all of those like all those arena games and the online games and shooters, Call of Duty and stuff and like actually that. that. That touches kind of on what I go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, what do you think, like, what's going to happen to games that play on the nostalgia versus trying will, to just There will always be the now. niche for them. I think there will always be that niche. But actually, going to, like, why certain things sell and don't, I think it's between, like, fickle fan bases, because mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, Zelda's franchise is a great example of it. Zelda 1 was considered great. Zelda 2 came out, people hated it. Link to the people, past. people loved it when it came people out. loved it when it came out. Well, okay, but it it was regarded well, yeah. But and then like after it was regarded as shit. When Link to the yeah, the when Link, Link to the, the past, past came out, then all of a sudden it was the black every. Sheep. You've noticed that with like every Zelda game, like the next one comes out and like well, it's either shit or you know people are like it's amazing. Pretty sure at the time people loved Castlevania uh, Simon's Quest as well too. Yeah, they, they so loved that when it came out. So you got that we- Zelda necessarily falls in because even because after. Link to the Past was just unanimously loved by everybody except yeah. me, apparently. Yeah, Ocarina suck. of Time was still loved. Yes, Majora's it was. Mask was kind of the same way Link was, where they liked it at the time, and then it kind of started but like not I said, to like it's, it once Twilight Princess came it's, out. It's the fickleness of the fan base. Yeah. But then the other thing that kind of goes into why games sell and don't is annoying trends within the gaming industry. Absolutely. Mm. Look, there wasn't like a whole lot of like competitive like shooting games, and then like Call of Duty took over, or well, technically like Quake was like the early or Unreal. Unreal yeah, tournament. Yeah. But then like, yeah. but then like, yeah, Call of Duty got big, so all of a sudden, tons of games were doing competitive shooting. Then like mm-hmm. PUBG got big, so then all of a sudden you have all of those battle royale type games now. Dark Souls sold them, like the original Demon Souls sold really well, and then all of a sudden, every game is copying that formula. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's you have. It's the same thing God, in the movie industry I was where people just, just about to say it's just like the movie industry where people like like there are come there are these trends that all of a sudden they hit and everyone and their mom has to do that same trend paranormal activity and then yeah, yeah. found, found footage. footage shit was like the the biggest thing because it they goes back t- further than that oh no Blair I know Witch that was I know that, that but it's just no, because no, no, there was more that, before because that. if you look at the trends in his in, in slasher movies for well God you sake. got slasher movies then you have the natural disaster movies that were mm, huge for mm-hmm, long times yeah. which resurged back in like the nineties again yeah when like Dante's Peak and Volcano and all those types of Independence movies came Day. out so yeah. and, and then yeah you have the alien movies and then you have like and it goes in zombie 
zombie movies. Zombie, zombie was a big phase for right. a long time. It yeah. still is. It's and still it's still really fading because the Walking Dead numbers are dropping. Uh, like, hopefully pretty... they continue to. I'm so um, sick of goddamn zombies. <laughs> but like, so yeah, you get those trends where everyone gets stuck on doing something. So then like they're afraid of trying something new. But then one like developer will do something new mm-hmm. and it'll catch on and become the new norm. And everyone will copy that. And it keeps doing that cycle. And that's part of why games do or don't sell. Yeah. And so it's lo- annoying. Shovel Knight. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Shovel, Shovel Knight with Knight. the fucking pixel art. So, shit, Shovel yeah. Knight resurged the retro graphics. Exactly. Yeah. It Were there others before it? Absolutely. Were mm-hmm. there some after it? Of course. Yeah. But once Shovel Knight blew up into prominence, yeah. you started seeing them. It, it was well, focus, one after not another. Just that is mm-hmm. shifted there was a big shift towards okay what are indie developers actually doing mm-hmm. not just oh let's use these graphics but all of a sudden it's all these groups of you know one person or a small group of like 10 mm-hmm. developing shit As and everyone's like studio. oh my god look at all this stuff so it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's and, easy to do what you want to do when there's like 10 of you and you're not answering to a freaking board of company. directors yeah. yeah so like it's that's sort of like weird trending in in games and the current trend which will actually segue into our other topic is remakes well i actually had Mm. something for that because you're speaking of trending because when you mentioned call of duty i remember those original games had campaigns to them there were single player stories there were single player stories and world war ii as the franchise went on you started seeing less and less content of the campaign and more on the, con- the PvP. The, the campaign was basically a training for this is how all yeah. of our stuff works. Now go play the multiplayer. And then that mm. started to phase into other games of that genre. Like look at Titanfall. That game had zero campaign. It was literally Titanfall just, 2 had a campaign. Ti- well, yeah, Titanfall 2 did. But there was no PvP or no PvE in the original Titanfall. It was just strictly... Just like Call of Duty. Player. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, like you said, the arena shooters... And you have like like PUBG and Fortnite and all those like Apex Legends and shit. Where now like the squad based ones like uh, yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. So it's you're right. Trending and ga- trends in games tend to influence that kind of shit. And a it, lot. it depicts what sells. And yeah, there'll be games in those like the in the waves that don't sell. There's right. always going to be someone that loses out, no matter what you do. Right. Just... I mean, look at like uh, when WoW exploded, and all of a sudden all the other MMOs started coming out. Yeah. Well, when you're the one that basically caught, is the crest of the wave, not everyone else is going to be able to keep up with you. Just to uh, <clears throat> not not to uh, kind of derail this, no. but um, and, derail and for, the and for, and, and, for, <laughs> and for fear of sounding like an idiot. Well, what is what is PUBG? Player Undergrounds, Player Unknown. Something. That's what it was. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It was like the first major battle royale game. Player Unknown Battle. Oh, so it's oh, it started like a free for all, and you don't know who you're playing against. It was. It started as a mod oh. for like, I, I want to say it was like it was. Arma or DayZ. Is PUBG just like the type of game, or is that actually is, no? PUBG is, is li- it's literally because it's it started PUBG. It started as a mod by a guy called whose name was Player Unknown. Like that oh, was his tag. Gotcha. So it started as a mod where he took an existing game. I want to say it was Arma. I feel like that's that sounds right. So they mm-hmm. basically took this like military sim game. He made this big mod where it took a whole bunch of people that were and you all dropped in at random with no equipment. You had to go scavenge your equipment. Mm-hmm. And like as the time went on, yeah, the arena the shrunk, shrunk. Oh, by like a cloud. The last man standing. Shit. Yeah. So and like and then that caught on, and that's when like like Fortnite and all these other games started popping up. Because that's, that game, um, it's it's same thing that happened oh, with God. um, what was it? Uh, 
had the mod for Half-Life, a Team Fortress, yeah. was a mod for Half-Life and became so popular it became its own its game. Its own game, yeah. What was the, oh god, what was that, that just a recent game that did that where the where the, the battle oh, like, shrunk. There's been a lot of No, like, uh, god, it's like a really well-known one that didn't really, like that didn't sell the way that they were intending it to. Oh mm, god, what it's is not it? Ark, It's not Ark. No, it's not Ark. I'll know it the second I, I hear it. Um, but there's a lot of games that uh, have kind of taken that formula and shifted mm-hmm. it towards like the uh, what what do they call it? the asymmetrical survival? Where yeah, it's the well, one guy's the ba- yeah, the big bad guy and everybody oh, else everybody is else teams up to like Friday either, the Thirteenth. Yes, and yeah. was it Arc or was is Evolve? Is it Evolve? Something yeah, like Evolve. That? Evolve's another one where you know you, or the the Predator one that came out mm-hmm. I think is like so that too, one of them was the Calling. No, not the Calling. Um, That's not what I was thinking. It's an arena shooter. Um, I was like, I know Soviet played a bunch of them, so I watched his shit. Uh, there's a lot of games though that yeah. kind of that that um, whole trending in gaming really does affect stuff. And that's so funny because I I really literally funny. almost bought Friday the Thirteenth on the Switch, and then when I realized that it's literally only an online player where you team up with people, well, and, and I'm like, I I literally I looked it up and I looked at at. Uh, how it plays, and I'm like, nope, I'm not buying it. <laughs> because I thought it was a survival horror, and I'm yeah. like, no, it's not survival horror. If you're playing with other people, and and I have seen videos of like people playing that game, and the people who They're are terrible. on your team, they'll fucking sabotage you just so that the guy can get like all the kills yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, nope, I want no fucking part of that. That's I actually, uh, my buddy plays um, Dying... Wait, uh... Dead by Daylight, I think it is the horror themed one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. That game's been around for like four years already, and it's still mm. amazingly strong. Wow. They're about to get, I think, Candyman into it. Oh, nice! Wow. So like, it, like they constantly get new like heroes. Like Ash is one of the heroes you can be, like Ash Williams. Yeah, yeah. So, from uh, yeah, Evil uh, Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. So like, they're constantly bringing in new stuff, and that's one of those asymmetrical games where one person's the villain and everyone else is trying to accomplish tasks to escape. And that one's been going amazing, so... Well, see, the biggest problem with with the trends thing is when games try to tack it on. Like, there have been a lot of games that release where it's... They want to do their own thing, but they want to tack on the trend. You know what I mean? Like, uh... Oh, fuck, what game was that? There was one that did... Actually, like, Dark Souls and them kind of did it, too, where they tried to keep a multiplayer kind of feel with it, with the whole, oh, I can... The invasion. The invasion bullshit, and even... I hate to say it, but, like, even uh, Division kind of does it with the Mm -hmm. Dark Zones. That feels tacked on. Like, that's not necessary. You know what I mean? Like, it just adds a PvP aspect in a game that, to be perfectly honest, doesn't need it. Apex Legends. It is Apex Legends? That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, where it's after after a while, you can play in, like, a battle zone. Right, right. Like, after, like... Every three minutes or something like that, it shrinks down. See, I and played... if you get caught in the in the border and you're stuff dead. like that, you're you, you'll well you'll take damage. Yeah, it, you'll it take poisons damage really, you over time. You'll you'll take damage really fast, so you'll die. Oh, to fast. get so, you, so you gotta get yeah. So you have to get to the center. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Apex Legends. It's basically a forced time element for, to, yeah, keep exactly. from hiding, to keep people from hiding yeah. to keep people from hiding well and, and some of those maps are so massive that when it gets down to only a couple of people. 
if you're allowed to have the full access to the map with two people running around, oh, God, you'll you're never, never find each other. Like, so that's like Halo. <laughs> that's why they. That's why they. That's why they do that yeah. shrinking area. Yeah, so that it's not like a three-hour game. It's only right, literally right, right, right. a fifteen-minute game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool, I guess, in that sense. Because I just, that, I'm not into that. Well, I, I guess because in, in my experience, I would probably die, like, literally within five minutes. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do is wait two and a half hours to fucking start a, uh, a new well, game. Well, at so. least in those, you can just, as soon as you're dead, you can quit out and go I join mean, a new one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's why, like, there's a lot of those games that interest me. Like mm-hmm. uh, that, wizard that one. one wizard, yeah, Spellbreak. Yeah, looks mm-hmm. really fucking cool. You play as wizards, but again, it's it's a it's a it's a battle royale. It's battle royale. But like, yeah. you can mix spells and do all this cool stuff. It looks like such an amazing system, and they're wasting it on a fucking battle royale. Yeah, game. and like Overwatch, I've always been interested in because I love a lot of the lore of the characters and the story, mm-hmm. and like May. Or whatever My, the hell, she's fucking adorable. The ice one. Yeah, like the story <laughs> behind a lot of the characters and how they ended up there is really cool. Mm-hmm. But but then that I one's look also at different it, because it is Blizzard. That's true. They're known for making amazing yeah. lore that yeah. doesn't always make it into the game. And but I, they always do those awesome videos to tell you about all the characters yeah, and stuff. So. And I know Kazzy's huge on Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the but, uh, I can't, Mercy. Yeah. But it's like, and I want to try to get into it, but I just know the second I'm forced to play with other people, it's against gonna, other people, it's going to completely it's, like downgrade take, my fun. Because yep, take away the fun. People yeah. are going to take it too seriously to the point yep. where I'm just, I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. Destiny did it with the PvP. We had this discussion in the Looter Shooter episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just People in PvP settings are generally not great, which is why I'm no. very excited well, for Outriders. And that's one of the things with like PvP. There's there are only like from my experience, there are only two categories. You have the casual people who don't give a shit. We're just there to have fun, or you have the people that take it so fucking seriously that you stub your toe wrong or something. They're sending you messages about how you shouldn't fucking play anymore, yeah. or you go kill yourself. And it's like, dude, <laughs> it's a game. Get the yeah. fuck over it. Unless you're making money, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is why, like I said, I'm very excited for Outriders, because if I'm not mistaken, they're going pure PvE. Yeah, with, I, with I the think it's cooperative. A story, it's a story-based game with drop-in yeah. play, I think. And I love the cooperative-type games. Those are mm. That's my jam right there. Like, that's where I think a lot of those genres shine, which is why even Overwatch interests me, because it's a squad. I like that idea of, of, of having teammates. Mm-hmm. But working together exactly, yeah. and I'm always for that. But yeah, you're right. Honestly, that's why I loved um, Uncharted Two had a uh, had an online mode called Survival, and it's literally just you and two other people against like waves of enemies. Ten Call waves of, of enemies. Done those zombies. And I and I love I love that. I I ne- I hate playing online against other people, but when you're working as a team, it's it's just the whole dynamic is so much different. It really, really is. But, uh, yeah, that was my sidetrack. <laughs> but so, like you were saying before I sidetracked us, um, the current trend is, like, remakes. Remakes or remastered. remastered. This entire yeah. generation has been about remastering the yes. last gens. But now we're also getting into a big phase of full-on remakes. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 and 3 were remade. I about to say, mm-hmm. well, I wonder what kind of started to kick that off. Because... Like I'm I know trying to think were... of what the first remake yeah. was for this gen, and I can't. 
Yeah, but uh, Resident Evil was basically remade. Two? I think two. Resident no, Evil no. 2, oh, Resident, Resident Evil 1. For GameCube. For GameCube. Resident I'm Evil 1. I'm talking about this generation. I, well... I mean, uh, yeah, if we're going I mean, that way, technically GameCube would have kicked it off because Metal Gear Solid was remade Twin for Snakes. GameCube. Yep. Right, right. Uh, Resident Evil was remade for GameCube. GameCube. Yep. Um, so, like, Medieval it was remade for this generation. Yep, Spyro. There's, there's, there's a Crash Bandicoot. Spyro's Bandicoot. back. Um, technically, it was a reimagining, but Silent Hill Shattered Memories was technically supposed to be a reimagining of the first one. Right. So... But like you said, this PS4 and the Xbox One were just—it was the generation of mm-hmm. remakes and nostalgia and yep. remasters. Well, and, a lot of remasters. remasters at the beginning. That's of... pretty much yeah, remasters. But like this near this tail end, it, it's been it's a lot full of full-blown remakes. remakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, FF7 alone yeah. pretty much clinched the remake kind of idea and mindset. Even though like Resident Evil 2, I I feel like the RE2 remake was kind of where I was first like, holy fuck, they're redoing the game from the ground up. Like that's yeah. incredible. And I feel like that's kind of where it's starting to go. So I think what is causing that trend, or at least my 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 take on it, is that with the all of the indie developed games that can be developed for so cheap mm-hmm. and very little overhead, and they don't have to do like they basically can do whatever they want to do, and they don't have to answer to any to any big companies. And they're finding a lot of success with these games. Oh, with, hell yeah. with some of these games, well, yeah, at, some of them, some of them may fade into obscurity, but some of them, like uh, Minecraft, is a great example. The like, dude sold it for like what a billion dollars oh, yeah, or something I like think that. Over, over that, um, but I mean, you got games like that. You got games like Shovel Knight that probably cost like next to nothing to make, and there was very little risk, and it ended up taking off. And so now, all of a sudden, it's like indie developed games and limited run games and shit like that. Now they're doing everything that they want to do. And so when you do get the triple A titles that are coming out, people are like, I don't care. It's, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be a a title that people know like call of duty or grand theft auto. Otherwise you're putting all of this money into a triple A title that if it fails, your company, your company may actually unless go, if you're one of like the big yeah, publishers, your company done. may just go under, like because one one flop is enough to shut your doors, yeah. and so they are saying, okay, they don't even want to do new AAA developed games because of the fact that it's make or break for their company. Yeah. So now they're going back to remakes where they know that this game sold in the past, people still love it. Let's remake it. Let's throw a fresh coat of paint on it. Well, tighten some bolts. Let's do it. I also think there's another aspect, especially with like Resident Evil. Um, I, there is talks that part of the reason they are they remade two and three, and then potentially are remaking four because that's the rumor mm-hmm. for the next one, mm-hmm. is that they are basically altering the game, like the history, the story of the games, mm-hmm. just enough so that when they do. The new one. These are basic. These ones were basically advertisements and getting people refreshed on the story for the new one. From um, RE8. Yeah. Really? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And well, it, I think it, they're also trying to avoid the big, the big uh, flop that six was. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's meeting up, but the game's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, they they lost their they lost their roots along yeah, the but, way. Yeah, but you know what though, with even if they're using the remakes of two, three, and well, four they still as, good a precur- on their own. as a precursor, they're putting them out and they're knowing that they're selling millions of copies. And yeah, it's 
they're doing it because they know that. Even well, yeah, if, they know they're going to make money, but it's Evil also it is a flop. Then it was still saved by the remakes that came before it. Yeah. So. Right. Well, and it's also a way for them to probably test their new engine. Yeah. Because but, but I do it's, truly. It's a way of testing the engine with something that they know will work. But I do truly believe that the remakes are up because of the fact that it is very little risk. Yeah. They know that they already have a client base for it. And that people have been asking for remakes those been, since the remake of the first one. Exactly, people have been asking for them. So you know what? Let's give them what they want, and we know it's a safe bet, so we're going to do it. And I think that that's why a lot of the um, a lot of the remakes have been happening is because it's it's a safe bet. They're they're playing it as safe as they possibly can. Yeah. Well, and then you have the other end of the spectrum with like Final Fantasy VII's remake, where they are from appearances, they're telling a similar story. On a familiar backdrop with mm-hmm. alterations, mm. so it's almost like it's almost like a retelling from somebody else who also embellished. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it kind of feels. Yeah, yeah. is like our dad telling us the story of Final Fantasy VII, and then we're telling our kids Final Fantasy VII. But you know how stories it's work. The yeah, it's like game. the telephone game. Yeah, where not, the message getting... is lost along the way or changed. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's kind of how this feels. Or to a point, I suppose. Yeah. So then my my question would be. What was the last several games that were sold, or like triple A developed games that did not have um, games that came before it? Like what brand new games? Well, like, are you talking like full on brand like, new IP? Or like yeah, full on new, new IP games in a yeah. series. No, 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 new game, new IPs. Apex Legends did that come from somewhere, or was that was that basically no? But it's set in the world of another one of their games, and I can't oh. remember. I wouldn't surprise. How did how did it sell though? Because I it's think free. it was oh, it's free. It's oh, a okay. free where you can buy skins. Oh, gotcha. So, so they're supported a, by the mic the cosmetic microtransactions. So, yeah, it's a free. Movie. And they make a shit ton of money doing so. Of course they do. So, <laughs> um, but what what other brand new IPs have come out? Like in the last two years, and were they flops or were they big? Astral Chain, and it did amazing. That was a very good one. Who did that for one? the Switch? Switch. Uh, no, no, in, what company? Uh, it. Platinum Games. I think Platinum. I think it was I don't know. they did Bayonetta and stuff like that. I think oh, it was. okay, gotcha. So they had a little um, bit of history then. Anything else? Near Automata. No, that's or technically no, part Nier of this. came from from yeah, something else. Um, trying to that's think. A good fucking I'm trying question. to think of stuff I've been playing. Because even point, like the, point made. the ones I'm looking at are mm-hmm. all continuations of story. Like even well, Xenoblade like, Blade Chronicles, the right. definitive editions are just yeah. a re a remaster of the first one. Um, th- yeah, that's actually a really good question. I'm trying. <laughs> my problem is I've played so much that Code my brain. I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, Code Vein's new, but it's that's a new one. Um, that's what is that Namco? Yeah, Bandai Nam- Namco. Bandai, yeah. Um. Shit. Astral Chain was Platinum Games, you're right. Sweet. That was August 9th, August 30th of 2019. That game such, was fucking incredible. Platinum. That's one you, where you we should play that. on here. Oh, hell yeah. This, yeah. The battle system was incredible. Uh, Even the story it's Pokemon was without being Pokemon. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think. Like, yeah, that's the problem. I'm thinking through, like, games I've been playing. Now, yeah, like, right? there are certain things I focus on because I like, like, Darksiders is a great example. I've loved the series since the launch, so I've bought every one. Um, that's because it's reliable. They know exactly how many. Or well, but least, also to me, the story was good. The yeah. story is what sold it but, for me. So. Yeah, but they know exactly how and many Joe copies they're going to be selling. So they know, okay, this is our budget because we expect to sell this many games. 
they're not going out to 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 produce a new IP right. and saying, okay, we want to put a hundred million dollars into this and the advertising and stuff, not knowing what our returns going to be. Which is why I'm excited for PS5 because some of the games they're talking about at launch, like that Outriders, mm -hmm. that's Square Enix. Yeah. Square Enix has not gone into like that kind of a setting before. Mm -hmm. Deus Ex, while yes, it was first person, it's not quite the same as like how Outriders is going to be. Outriders kind of feels like Destiny, where you have mm -hmm. like a fire team and you're mm -hmm. you're you're fighting PVE. Yeah, you know. Whereas Deus Ex, I think you only ever played against you were only ever yourself. I don't think there was a multiplayer aspect. Yeah. To it. Mm -hmm. So, a couple that were done this generation: The Order, eighteen eighty six. God, that was launch. Yeah. That was launch, and I heard that game was shit. The that game, was, no. The game and the story like were, were good, but they, oh, okay. they fumbled on some of the execution. Mm, yeah. Um, Until Dawn. Until Dawn was, Too yeah. Human. Or, or, no, not Too, too Human. human become, was, uh, no, become Human. Detroit. Detroit, Become Human. That, um, that one faded. That one just came. But they were still faded. brand new IP that did yeah, amazingly well. Horizon. Yeah, Horizon, oh, yes. Horizon. Okay. Um, which there's supposedly two for the PS5. Now, granted, this is based off of comics. I guess it does a little bit of both, but the Spider-Man for PS4, it didn't get based uh, off of any of the previous games. It's their own story. It's their own design for the suit, but it's based off an I existing say, character. No. I, it's based on I would not. Yeah, name. exactly. Um, I don't think that that can be counted. Uh, Days Gone. I don't even know what that is. Um, Zombies. Uh, Death Stranding. And that actually didn't sell that well. But it's Kojima. It sells. I know as well it's. As I know it's Kojima, stuff. but it did not. It, it um, didn't sell well. I think that one was overhyped. It was. It was. And it was super. Almost, it almost felt like weirdly like too little, too late. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, but like, but you're, I think you're, I, the fact that we had to look up games yeah. tells you all that. But that, that, again, sad. the other thing is like we play. Well, I don't. Paul doesn't. But you and I play how many games? Man, right. So that's you. So that's you play five games with one new. <laughs> Fuck off. But even so, like we literally like we sat here for a second. We could not. Think Dude, of I can't even tell that, you all the movies I've watched in the last year. Or I know, so. but like we should have been able to name some of these like off the top of our eyes that are new that, IPs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's harder than you would think. Hot that's IPs a good that fucking stick, question. Hot IPs that stick yeah. in your mind. Horizon, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't catch actually, because Horizon I absolutely yeah. loved. Yeah, and that game was fucking great. And but that, I'm just, but I'm just saying yeah. though, the fact that so few games really kind of capture or have a, a huge following from a new IP, it happens so infrequently. It is not like, it is not like it used to be. No, which is funny that you mentioned it because Horizon lost out to Breath of the Wild for some game award for I can't remember what it was. It's a game of it was maybe a game was, of the year from some game awards, but some, Horizon yeah. ended up losing to it because yeah. Zelda sold better. Which because is funny, guess because why? Zelda, Zelda has a history. Yes, and it does. When it comes down it's when reliable. It, when it comes down to it, Horizon was a better game. Yeah, mm -hmm. through and through. I it was remember you than, talking than about how how much wild. better it was, yeah. and yet it was it was kind of uh, panned and uh, it wasn't so much panned. It wasn't it panned. Was it was, was oh, goddamn it! How did I not think about that one? Control, control. Yes, mm. that was recent too. Yeah, it is recent. Control okay. was fucking great. Yeah, but that one, oh, that was physical. Yeah, that was that did have a physical release, yeah. didn't it? Was it for PS4 and... That's the and, one we started playing. Yeah, no, no, I know that, but was it for PS4 and Xbox, or just PS4? That's, I have no idea. Was it Outer cross? Worlds. Outer Worlds, yeah. Brand new that IP, and that sold amazing. Who, who did that one? Uh, that wasn't Bethesda. 
No, I'd still like it was see, like a Fallout game. I'd but still like to see some of these sales numbers, though. Me too. I, I really because I don't know if if games necessarily sold like like that Detroit Two Human. I honestly I don't think it sold as well as it was as, a big one. Yeah, but I know like, it was a big one, but I, I still don't think it sold all that well. I really don't. know. I don't know. Uh, Sekiro Shadows died twice. What was that? It's uh, uh, sec, sec, uh, that's Sekiro. That's from software. What is that? Sekiro is the, the Sekiro. It's, yeah, it's Shadows Die Twice. It's their ninja game. Yeah, wasn't was it like, basically just Dark Souls? No, I play a lot different. Did it? Did it? Yeah. Okay, I remember people talking about that a lot. No, nah, yeah, I was gonna say Bloodborne originally, but I'm like, yeah, it's technically just Dark Soul Demon Souls. It pretty much new was. Pain. And yeah, to be honest, I liked Bloodborne better than any of the Dark Souls Demon Souls games. And you got shit like Untitled Goose game. <laughs> Untitled Goose. But that goes towards the whole idea of indie games. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You can you can create this just nonsense game as an indie game and it catches oh. on. Like yeah. look at the messenger. I mean, the messenger was a, a essentially not a sleeper hit. That's not the right word, but it's an indie game that caught on really really well that that studio is now doing Sea of Stars, which uh, is basically Chrono Trigger. Another one inspired. I just thought I another one I just thought of. I mean, it's like Spider-Man where it kind of st- straddles the line is uh jedi fallen order mm. where it's a brand new ip as far as a game series goes but yeah it's still star wars yeah i can so. pull from the star wars lore and name recognition. well and it, and it was also setting up new stuff of what happened this was all like in the way that force unleashed originally was a it was considered part of the story and then they, disney kind of said no <laughs> this is actually part of what is considered the main star wars saga now Oh yeah. So, okay. So Detroit to uh, Detroit become human. Yeah. Um, it, it sold over two million units, but that's that's a mix of physical and digital. So, do mm. you consider that a big? What yeah. was the five hundred seventy thousand units for Metroid? Was was that just physical? No, that's that all was. Sales. I think that was all, all sales. sales. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can still consider it. Well, because you got to remember, a lot of people don't necessarily buy physical Not anymore. Yeah, that's true. You do have so, to kind of take. And a lot of indie games don't get physical; they're only digital. So you can't necessarily, if you're going to say digital's yeah, out, guess... then a lot of indie games are already out because. They don't do anything but digital. Shovel Knight was originally only... All PC sales yeah, were basically had that. to be cut because yeah. they're only digital. But then again, I mean, you had games like... I, I just, like, back in the day, like, Resident Evil 2, that sold, like, 5 million copies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... And that was just physical. And that was just physical because they didn't have digital or anything like that. So, it's like... Yeah, but also... The, the difference too it's is like, like profit com- is production time versus like stuff is different nowadays. Yeah, but now it's almost like comics, where it's like comics actually like back in the early '90s, like that was their heyday, like where I mean, comic books, multiple comic books were selling over a million copies. Yeah, like um, X Men number one when it launched in 1991 sold eight million copies. No comic has ever come close to that number, and in, and especially nowadays, like a, a hot comic sells maybe ninety thousand to a hundred thousand copies. Jesus Christ! So That's it's, it's a nothing. Huge difference. It's nothing like no. what it was back then, and I I wonder if this is almost kind of like the same thing, where it's like the numbers nowadays will never be anywhere close to what the numbers were back then. Hmm. So, yeah, I almost that that's so I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know how to I don't know how to say like is two million well, units a, a good and amount. Again, here's the other difference: is a lot of like the high selling games, PUBG, the Call of Duties, 
They're not a game you buy, you play once or twice, and then move on to something else. It's, it's an ongoing. It's an ongoing constant. Destiny's a great example. They call it, it's a living game, yeah. I think they call them, right? Something like that. There's Games a name is a for service. It. Yeah, but there's. I thought there was a name for it, where a game oh, that constantly refreshes. I thought it was called it's a living. Games as a service, usually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, where they view the initial investment, and then you constantly get new con- like content and stuff like that but that's like you're right destiny where it constantly refreshes with the dlc there's and new everything. stuff and that's the big thing is like a lot a lot of these games are ones that yeah you don't just play through the story it's not like playing an rpg where you play through the story you've played through the story right it's you keep going there's new stuff to go grinding after there's new stuff to new levels to compete at with the pvp and stuff so people don't just buy a game and move on anymore yeah, but unfortunately, that leads into the problem, at like especially with Destiny, where somebody like Boy, me who spent sixty on the first one, and then what, twenty or thirty for the expansion, then twenty or thirty for the next expansion, and then by that third expansion, now they're they making an all for one for sixty. Yeah. So I just spent one hundred and forty dollars on something that some schmuck now is getting. For, for, or for, for, for $60. Or, yeah, yeah, for less he's than getting, half the cost. He's basically getting they the get game the, and then the expansions for free. The game yeah. is free. Well, now yeah, it now is. The game they is changed there. to a free a free to play model. Mm-hmm. But it's that's one of those things where it's it's it slaps you in the face because I still think it's kind of a newer idea that they don't know quite how to manage it yet. Well, to games make as it a service fair. is basically it's something that there there's always been free to play like MMOs on PC right, right. where you could pay the shop and buy unique stuff. So that the model has always almost always existed. Mm-hmm. It's just it's becoming a lot bigger. Yeah. Which I suppose now since we're talking about remakes and remasters, we, we were talking about this briefly is that the Tony Hawk mm-hmm. re- yeah. remake. <laughs> like, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 are being remade for PS4, Xbox 1, I think PS5 and Xbox Series X. Was there really that big of a clamoring to remake Tony Hawk? Yes. Dude. I'm just saying. The first one, uh, honestly, anyway, like, yes. at least the first and second one. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was, honestly. I think it had a huge following. I know Tony Hawk was a big title on the PS1. But it was. It was that big? People yeah, were clamoring for yes. it? Over it was, FF7? Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It was. But, but again, it's one of those things where it's a certain group, usually our age, yeah. that we have all these other games that are hitting that nostalgia thing. Making you go, gee, you remember what happened to that game? Or what that game was like? So all of a sudden these companies are like, well, these people want this nostalgia. Let's play on it. Let's find the ones that we know have a fan base still. Yeah. And let's, you know, Not release wrong. I mean, a great example, like uh, we talked about it before, was the Super Super Tecmo Bowl. Yeah. Or Tecmo Super Bowl, where there are still fans updating the roster in that game on the PC so you can play with the modern people. Right. So, like... I guarantee, modern you, tournaments. I guarantee you there's a group somewhere still doing that with Tony Hawk making levels. By the way. With the custom creator. By the way, thank you for calling it Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, so I had to correct myself. Thank you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Super Tecmo Super Tecmo Bowl would be the Super Nintendo one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things where now that like a lot of these companies are truly understanding that they can capitalize on nostalgia to a different level yeah so like they're getting and like one of the big selling points for tony hawk is they are getting the original soundtracks minus a couple of tracks Mm -hmm. that they apparently just can't i don't know if they can't get the license for or maybe they just just, were going to spend too much or the license costs too much now maybe they're like nah we'll we'll pass on you (laughs) people didn't really like that song that much (laughs) well the one that the, the one that kills me is the anthrax uh 
Run DMC one or whatever. All, and all I need in there, which I think it, it is one of the songs that's going to be in there, is the one. It's uh, I think it's called Superman, and I I freaking love that song. I put that song <laughs> on loop when I would play, uh, when I would play that game. Well, yeah. And that's that will that'll be part of it. Is that they include the the course creator. Level builders are huge nowadays. Oh yeah. So could you imagine like it's going to be on? It's they're probably going to have the ability to upload levels so people can make Mario custom. Make custom skate parks and upload them and have people doing stuff. That would be neat, actually. That's kind of a cool selling point. And they have online co-op play from what they're talking about. So you can skate with other people. Cool. So what you <laughs> like get, it gives a shit. Yeah, but it's one of those things. It will sell for a certain demographic though, because of that. <laughs> I guess. But that just <laughs> Skating with somebody else feels kind of arbitrary because, like, you're not going to see them. Uh, uh, hey! <laughs> nice 900! <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck? You know, like, there's no goal you're trying to accomplish together. Unless they do. Well, unless it's competitive, if they add some sort of competitive stuff. Yeah. But like, that, the first person to do X trick or to get a certain number of points. Score like, more points against the yeah. other person within the time limit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But it's just it's the idea of that made me laugh. Oh yeah, so don't, I chuckled a little bit too. So don't worry. <laughs> but that's speaking of like we were talking about this. This generation was the the generation of remakes and remasters. Do you think PS Five and Series X will move away from that? I mean, we're already kind of seeing it with the launch titles of the PS Five that they that we know of. Yeah. So it's like I kind of feel like, and or at least I'm hoping. This next generation will be like, all right, well, we've done that now. Because like Paul said, you're always going to have those people that take that same formula, but do something different enough to start a new trend, I guess. Yeah. So like like with Square Enix doing Outriders, it's a genre they've really never penetrated. Like, will we see other developers start going into different genres and I'm being hoping, like, let's give it a let's give a try in this arena? Like, I, I think a big tell will be at the beginning is how many games we see... Well, and I suppose they really won't have to, because with it being backwards compatible to having the, the PS4, like, legacy mode, mm -hmm. where you're going to be able to play PS4 games, I don't think they're going to have to remaster as many games to bring them over to PS5 so and stuff. So I think with knowing that, they're going to focus on making the new stuff to sell the better stuff. Yeah. Because, like, as you're falling behind, the newer technology will eventually start showing the limitations of the older technology. Oh, yeah. So. That's why I feel like uh, we were talking about FF7 being a one-for-one -one remake. And how I, I had said I don't think it would have done as well as it did if mm -hmm. it had been a one-for-one. -one. Because with the jump in technology between PS1 and now the PS4, like, I almost would have felt miffed if they just said well let's just redo this same game with you know updated graphics it's like well we've kind of already been here like, mm -hmm. you have to do something to impress me with this you know but that's a whole other topic <laughs> but yeah i can see, see that but I'm, I'm hoping they don't with the ps5 look back and be like oh let's just start bringing this shit and oh, let's do this with this that's and, my and big we end worry up with, with another some of these, generation of remakes that's my big worry with some of these groups is like some of the companies is that they're just going to be like, well, it's just cheaper for us to port this over to mm -hmm. PS5 and do like an upscale on it. Well, I'm hoping I played that game last gen. I don't want to yeah. buy the same. Now there are certain games like I can sort of seeing it work for, mm -hmm. but like at the same time, well, why focus on something we've already done? Let's keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So here's here's a good uh, here's a good thing to 
Sorry about it. 2019's top 20 best-selling games of the year in the United States. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. NBA 2K20. Madden NFL 20. Borderlands 3. Fuck yeah. Mortal Kombat 11. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Kingdom Hearts 3. Tom Clancy's The Division 2. I'm really surprised Kingdom Hearts was not on there. Yeah, yeah, it was for a while. <laughs> Mario Kart 8. Grand Theft Auto 5. Red Dead Redemption 2. Minecraft. FIFA 20. Anthem. Pokemon Sword. Anthem? Really? Yeah. Anthem. That sold one of the number biggest one? huge at Holy launch. crap. I, oh. People hated it. Yeah. Pokemon Sword. Resident Evil 2. The remake. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Days Gone. And Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So in 2019, you had only, what is it, Anthem and Days Gone as completely original IPs Yeah. that made that list? You're right. Yeah. That's it. That's For 2019 crazy. in the United States. And you wonder why there are so many remakes nowadays? <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. think I just made my fucking Well, I, again, it's companies don't want to take the risk. They don't want to take the risk. Yeah. That's why, like, I wouldn't mind PS5 and them, instead of doing remakes and remasters, doing continuations of series. Let's see them no, pick fine. back up. Oh, let's do a Wild Arms six. You know, long... Square Enix, get off your ass and give me the final conclusion to Legacy of Kane. Yeah, like take mm. take game <laughs> series that were very beloved on like PS one, PS two era. Yeah, and... where the hell is Nightmare Creatures three? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be okay with that actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. People love Nightmare Creatures. Of course they do. <laughs> Like, you know, just game series that really, like, they were loved, but for some reason were never picked back up. Mm -hmm. I mean, Breath of, Breath of Fire was one that it oh, came yeah. and went with PS1 oh, and yeah. PS2. Mm -hmm. Like, there was nothing after I don't know, Dragon Quarter. You said Breath of Fire, my mind immediately went Fire Emblem, but I'm like, no, wrong series. <laughs> uh, Clock Tower? The Clock Tower yeah. series stopped at 3? I'm just saying. Survival I'm, horror I'm so... is not survival horror anymore. Clock Tower is not going to be a running gun. That's true. No, that is true. I was going to say survival so horror. Like, the, that style survival horror only seems to survive on PC. It doesn't seem to do well on console. Uh, unfortunately. It's, it, it, when, when Resident Evil kind of jumped to action, I feel like mm -hmm. everybody else kind of jumped suit. It was, it was, it's now, it was let's done. do jump scares. Yeah. And, well, and, and to be honest, I think Dead Space also upped it. Although, yeah. although I have to say, though, I mean... Honestly, PT, it was short, short lived. But you know what, though, survival horror still has its place. Hell yeah, and PT was a phenomenon. Still, it, that game, it was literally, it was literally a trailer, and it still is in people's top ten like uh, survival horror games of all time. And it, I think, it even won Game of the Year. It like. It won some game of the it year. It won some recognition of some yeah. sort. And it was, it was literally a, a, a demo. demo. It was a demo and it won awards. <laughs> That's where, you know, and, and speaking of PT, and you mentioned Death Stranding earlier. I feel like if Death Stranding had stayed more towards the PT feeling, it would have and I think that And I think that that's well, what I, ultimately did. It what was its killed demise. it, I think, is the gameplay loop. Well, the gameplay yeah. loop wasn't very... I think, like, the hor what I hear is, like, the segments where you're trying to get away from the creatures or sneak by them are awesome. But the, where you're, when you're carrying all the crap between settlements, it's yeah. boring. But also, too, I think, honestly, is that where people's expectations were and what was delivered is that people thought... 
especially with like Guillermo del Toro and but he didn't uh, help on that one. and Redis uh, jumping on board to oh, Death for... Stranding, they thought that this game well, del was... Del Toro didn't help with... Oh, he didn't actually do he anything? He has a cameo in the game oh, and Redis has his likeness. Yes. But like, but... Kojima called a bunch of his... There's a bunch of like famous people that have a cameo in the game, oh, okay. but they did nothing creatively on it. But mm. either way, because of everything that had happened with PT and then when everything transferred over to this Death Stranding, people thought, okay, this is going to be Basically, for all intents and purposes, this is our Silent Hill game. It's Death Stranding. It was nothing like that. No, it was from, nothing like that. From at the all. gameplay, I remember watching it. So I honestly, think people, I was, so I, I think was people were, off yeah. I think people were, were like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a Kojima game. Like, okay, it's got to be, it, it's, it's good. But nobody was saying like, this game is phenomenal. It's, they were already like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. So it's right, just right, completely right, right. just. Completely went the other way. Oh, yeah. Well, unless you guys got something else, I'm tapped out. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. I actually I actually stayed through this whole entire conversation, and now you can no longer add anything to it. You know what, Kevin? Let's keep it going. What else you got? Let's go Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon Go! <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck you guys. Oh. I almost pulled out my old cards the other day. <laughs> It's like, I'll get these two schmucks to play some cards. Oh, that's funny. No, um, I mean, right. as far as graphics and stuff like that go, and, and just this generation of stuff, and I mean, I think we've pretty much said all we got to say on I it. I think so. Honestly, so. I'd say if you haven't watched that Unreal 5 engine test for PS5, watch it. It is really worth watching. Yeah. Absolutely. But let us know what you think. Why are games, why, why is there such a, a draw for remaking games instead of doing new IPs and new games now? Um, let us know what you think. Yes, let us know possibly a series you would love to see continued onto the PS5 or Xbox Series X. And not including Silent Hill because... All of us want Silent Hill to continue, and Konami, you suck. No, we want all their other franchises to continue. Huh? Konami, they can drop Silent Give Hill. Give me another Castlevania for fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I would love another 2D Castlevania. We've well, been waiting longer I'm for Castlevania. Pretty, I'm yeah. pretty sure you got Castlevania. There's probably a, p a pachinko machine for <laughs> Castlevania somewhere. There's oh. one for Silent Hill. I know there is. <laughs> you just had to reopen that one. That's, that's the unofficial sequel. <laughs> If you guys have any topics you'd like us to talk about or discuss or would like to throw in, uh, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to PowerTripGaming.tv. It'll take you directly to the YouTube channel where you can watch Paul and I muscle our way through the NES collection. And you can watch us play games that aren't the NES on our side quests. Yes. You could go to iTunes or Stitcher and look up the PTG PowerCast if you're watching this on YouTube. Because I also yeah. post our episodes there of the PowerCast. Yes, so that you can listen with power. With power. And that's all we got. That is it. I'm out. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I you're always checked out. I, I live, I live here. <laughs> if, we had a, if we had a time clock for how often Paul's here. Five minutes. Five minutes and then he's punched out for lunch. <laughs> Seven and a half hours of lunchtime. Bunched out. I'm Time done. theft. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs>